Okay, so let's get started. Art Valerio here today with uh, Carmela Durante. Carmela, hi Carmela, how are you? Hi Art, good, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, great. Thanks for uh, being part of our uh, our series on uh, location, location, location and how it affects just about everything. Well, thanks for asking me. It's my, an honor. My pleasure, my pleasure. Um, well, Carmela has uh, 28 years of uh, mortgage and banking experience here in the city of Edmonton. So we're going to call her our mortgage and financial specialist. And I don't mean financial in terms of investing your money, but more in terms of uh, how to borrow money, which is, uh, seems to be top of mind for everybody these days. I've known Carmela myself for 20 years, and uh, she's been associated with uh, many of the things that uh, we've done and our company's done. So uh, looking forward to some of Carmela's ideas about the future. So, Carm, tell me, what, um, what do you do sort of on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, so my role is basically helping clients attain a mortgage, helping them um, get the best interest rates, underwriting their mortgage deals to see where the best fit is, and if they're not able to approve, basically guiding them and kind of showing them what they have to do for the next little bit to get them approved. Okay, so... So just, I mean, let's 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 sort of start from the beginning because some of these terms I'm, you know, I'm familiar with, but I, I don't know that most people are. So when you say something like underwriting, mm -hmm. what exactly does uh, does that mean? So underwriting is basically um, approving clients. As you know, we all have certain guidelines from OSVI that we have to follow. So making sure that the guideline guidelines fit for the clients so total gds growth debt servicing ratio and total debt servicing ratio all have to be within guidelines so basically when i'm taking an application and i'm asking for income and i'm asking for their debts and checking their credit this is all so i can properly underwrite their deal to make sure that they get approval for a mortgage okay so when we talk about gross debt ratio you know, I, I know what that means, but does it does it mean that uh, the banks will only allow you to borrow so much money? Doesn't matter if it's housing, cars, everything, visa, everything put together. There's a percentage of your income that you can borrow uh, to make payments. Is yes, that's total debt servicing ratio. So we use mortgage payments, taxes, condo, f heat. And then we also include all their debts on a monthly basis. And we basically, our guideline right now, depending on their credit bureau, cannot exceed 44%. Sometimes we can go higher depending on their down payment, but that's usually the guideline. So 44%. So let's, uh, let's, let's see if we can make the, you know, turn this into real numbers. So if we take a look at somebody who has an income of $100,000, then they can allocate $44,000 a year towards payments am i right on that yes okay so doesn't matter um if you divide it up monthly or whatever but on an annual basis forty-four thousand is the amount that you can allocate towards payments and then that determines how much mortgaging you can get because you have to stay under that forty-four thousand a year yes correct 
So if we took $44,000, and I'll just do the math right now over here because it's simple math, and we divided that. Uh, we take 44,000, and we divide that by 12. That gives us uh, $3,666 a month. So cars, boats, planes, trains, <laughs> houses, visa, yes, everything's in there. Mm -hmm. So as long as you keep your payments under that amount, theoretically the loan is good to go. Right. Okay. And that's what involves the stress test, as you know, as well, right? When OSFI came out with the stress test, now we don't do it based on... Um, mortgage payments are used at a much higher rate than what their actual rate is going to be. Okay. Okay. Well, just hearing the word stress test already stresses me out. So let, yeah. let's not let's not go to that just yet because I, I know we're going to cover sure. that in a minute or two. But okay. Um, okay. So so now, um, what are some of the other things that are considered when somebody's um, applying for a um, a mortgage, for instance? Um, and what I'm what I'm asking about is. Um, does it matter whether there's two people applying for the mortgage? You know, those sorts of things. I think a lot has to do with lately, from what I've seen, there is more a need to have two people on the mortgage because of the qualification guidelines with the stress test that we can get into yeah. later. But I also find that, listen, someone can make... I find that 50 or 60 is kind of where you have to be to be able to get any kind of 50, a mortgage right now, a year, 50. gross annual income. Oh, okay, okay. However, having said that, someone can make 200000 a year, and if their debts exceed right. what the allows the, the them 40. for total debt servicing ratio, right. you know, the person making only 80000 could be at a higher amount qualifying. Okay, so when you say uh, making 80000 does that include like partners? You know, so uh, two people together on a, on a mortgage can make a total. Is that their total income together? Yeah, or one person, or, if okay, it, okay. whatever that may be. Okay. But um, it definitely, I'm definitely um, asking for co-signers or do they have someone that could help them out with the mortgage more this year and this past year than any other year. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about this stress test because I'm getting stressed out not talking about it. So, um, like, let's let's simplify it. What like what is it? What is it? So, in in the past, now I can't even remember how long the stress test has been in effect. Probably the past year and a half. Yeah, I mean, yeah, about that. Like um, two, or two years, yeah. yeah. So before that, we would qualify clients based on a five-year. And we could allow to use the fully discounted rate okay. for payments. Okay. Well, let's stop there. Discounted rate. I, I don't like. That's that's kind of a misnomer out there in the marketplace. So let's compare it to what the prime rate is. So what's the prime rate today for a five-year mortgage? Well, prime rate is prime rate, which is three point nine five. Okay. So now, when you go and get a mortgage for um, for a house. Um, can that rate be disca uh, discounted to a lower amount? So that is the prime rate. However, banks and lenders have their di uh, lending rates oh, sorry, from one sorry. to five years. So, so for example, the five-year rate now, fully discounted, 
I mean, okay, let's say not discounted is anywhere from four to four and a half. Okay. And then the banks discount based on their rate. So usually you can get a five-year close now around the 2.79, 2.89. Okay. Okay, now so this, of course, is high ratio because there's two different sets of rates. Right. Okay. So high ratio means less than twenty percent down, and we than, go through. Okay. So like five percent down, ten percent down is a high ratio yes. mortgage. Okay. So bank rate just just roughly is four and a half percent. The discounted rate that you can get for the actual client is around two point seven percent. Okay. So that's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. And in the past, um, the client would just say, "Okay." What's what's the best rate you can get me? You would say 2.7. Uh, you calculate the mortgage amount, and you send that in for qualification. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, so now the stress test has changed that in what manner? Because they're still making a payment on 2.7%, correct? Correct. Okay, so what's changed? So in the past, we would approve them at 2.7. We would use payments based on what they're actually yeah. going to get mm-hmm. as a rate. Yep. Today, it doesn't matter what they're taking. We approve them on the stress test rate, which is 5.19, for example, which can change depending on what prime or the bank rate is doing. Right. But that's right now, based on the prime being at 3.95, we're at 5.19. Okay, so even though they're only making payments on Mm 2.9%, they have to qualify for 5.1%. 5.19. Or, or so let's let's call it 5.2%, which right. is which is really close to double the amount of the payment that they have to. It'd be like, okay, well, let's go buy a car that um, costs 50000 or 40000 And um, when you have to qualify to pay it, uh, you have to qualify for an $80,000 car. That does not make any sense to me. It doesn't. However... I mean, just being in this industry as long as I've been, I don't, listen, I I just don't think the stress test is where our issues are. I think the stress test is actually a good thing. Um, And I know maybe some people don't like me saying that, but I've just seen where we've, clients are basically going to their utmost maximum amount of mortgage they can get. And that worries us only because if that rate changes for them, even by half a percent, they shouldn't qualify for a mortgage anymore. Okay, well, that's a that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting position to take, especially as a as a mortgage professional, because you'd think that you'd want to qualify as many people as possible. But it sounds like you're more interested in making sure that people can actually afford those mortgages down the road. And maybe that's the direction that the stress test was re- was created in, it, in, in, uh, in the beginning. But I, I think it was more about the Toronto-Vancouver markets in order to slow down those markets. And inevitably, it put a halt to our markets. But earlier, you made a comment, uh, and you said that you, you felt the stress test wasn't, uh, wasn't the real problem. So, so, so in your opinion, what is the real problem? Consumer debt. Consumer debt. So what is consumer debt? You mean that 44% thing we were Mm -hmm. talking about? What about it? Well, I just think that, uh, listen, buying a house, I think it's the greatest asset you can make. I mean, you're buying an investment, but you're also buying an asset that should go up in value. But I see a lot of clients, and it's not their fault. It's just that 
credit is given so easily. I've walked into the branch and into the bank, into my bank, and automatically there's something on my profile that says she's good for $10,000. And they offer it to me without me You mean even like a loan? Asking, like, yeah, oh, okay, for yeah. a credit card, a line of credit, 5000 2000 doesn't matter. And it's just being given too easily. And I see clients who have car loan payments that are astronomical. And it's like, I get that they need a car and that, that you can't avoid not having a car because you can't get to work. However, car loans are given to everybody and anybody. Yes, of course. And I, I mean, that's part of the fuel for, um, for uh, production of cars is that they're more than willing to uh, to lend on cars so that they can move that product through. There's no real qualifying. No, basically. no, no. Of course not. Not unless you've, you know, you're in a terrible situation. Then they yes. might they might turn it down. But who's? When was the last person they got turned down for a brand new car loan? I don't. I don't even know anybody. But um, so so, what do you say to um, to the millennials or the young people who say, I don't need a big brother to tell me what I can afford and what I can't afford. If there's a guideline that I need to follow, then I'll follow that guideline because it's dictated by the lenders. Um, but uh, I can take care of myself. What do you say to that attitude? When they're qualifying? Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to respect that, A. And B, you just tell them, okay, well, based on what you're telling me and what your numbers are and what your income is, this is the amount you can go up to. And this is all you can go up to. And then I try to figure out ways for them if there's a certain amount of a house, they've seen a house for 350 and they really want this house, but they don't qualify. I then basically work backwards and say, okay, well, this is what we need to do to get to that 350. So if it's, you know, if you didn't have this car loan or you didn't have these debts, this is what we can go up to. And now you qualify for 350. So we basically try to work with what they want. I, and I can respect that they don't ha want someone else on their mortgage. However, however, most times we end up, you know, and, and I see it a lot. Parents definitely have to help out more. So you're, you're talking about first-time buyer. And yes, of course. And that's what fuels the market in Edmonton. There's no yes. doubt about it. So... Um, how would uh, how would you fix it? You know, we talk about we talk about. Um, well, you you said the issue is that uh, there's too much there's too much consumer debt. So, um, what's the result of that issue? Like, have you found that mortgages or people buying their first home has in <coughs> fact has in fact uh, slowed down or diminished over the last couple of years? Yeah, I, I think I see a lot of worry. People are scared to take on that kind of commitment. Um, Why are they scared? What, 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 what's your feeling on that? What are they scared of? Oh, I think, you know, a lot has to do with media, too. Like, I think media scares um, a lot of people as well. I mean, although I've, I've seen a turnaround in the last month or so, just kind of with Alberta specifically, that... There's more movement. There's more interest in buying a house. But, uh, you know, do I see this urgency with kids, young kids wanting to buy a house? Definitely not. 
Okay, so you're, so let's go back into time. Nobody wants to talk about the past, but I think it's it's relevant here. So 10 years ago, 15 years ago, um, were most young people thinking, um, you know, first thing we want to do is yeah. get ourselves a house? Is well, that... I think that was everyone's biggest aspiration. If I can own a house and right. let's put money down and buy a house, it was a, it was a big, big accomplishment. I don't see that today as being something that young kids strive for. They just don't. And I, and you know what I th I think I think that that's prevalent. I mean, we had a guest uh, on the show here um, in our last podcast, and she's a young young twenty something, and um, her her direction and and willingness to look at investing in a house was not at the top of her list. No. In fact, uh, traveling was at the top of her list. Traveling and, and with everything. Everything's at their fingertips. Everything has to be quick for them, you know? So. Well, yeah. I mean. House is too long of a commitment. It sure is. And uh, pricing has almost pushed you to push the value systems to the point where, wow. Why would we? Why would we ever want to pay a house off? What would What would be the point of that? And I find that kids today, and I think you said this, or I can't remember where I heard this. They don't, which is why there's so much more debt. They don't look at the debt amount. They look at payments. That's right. what they see. Okay. And you'll even see advertising on that payment, mm -hmm. three hundred dollars. Like nobody advertises in the cost of something right everything is based on payments because right. that's what they look at okay it's three hundred dollars i can afford this so because okay so let me ask this question so when you have a young a young a young family or um, two people that are purchasing a house together um is the quality of life uh maybe more important than what they have to take on as debt is that is that yes i definitely see that and i think that's a great thing like i don't think that that's a bad thing i okay. think my generation work was everything like right. you worked right that was our hobby right. <laughs> like we worked as a hobby yeah not a very good hobby not a good hobby but that's what we did yeah and i think young kids now really take on and you can see companies moving towards that. You know, they can work from home. They can work from their phone. They can yeah. work from... Yeah. It's not this big... Um, what's the word I want? I, I think for them, what's important is enjoying their life, having a more work-life balanced approach. Yeah. This is what I'm going to work. This is the amount I'm going to play. This is family time. So I, I really respect that because... So maybe, so you know what, and maybe that's to some degree why they're not uh, putting so much emphasis on owning their own home. Because in some cases, it uh, it doesn't allow you to live the quality of life that uh, that you want to live. Well, I think there's a misconception of what buying a home does. However, I do think that a home will be and maybe it doesn't look like that right now but it will be your biggest investment and best investment yes okay but uh what if you're not interested in investments and i think th maybe that's that's what i've seen to some degree is um investment for to what end 
because it seems to me that the past was more about uh, creating investments so that you can benefit from them down the road. And it's almost like uh, it's completely opposite now. Why not benefit today uh, from your hard work? And um, if you don't have an investment down the road, well, we can deal with that down the road. The difference is you've been able to live the quality of life that you wanted um, the entire time. So that's that's kind of the uh, the impression I get. Is that like what impression are you getting? Definitely, definitely, that kids just want to, or young generation, they just they don't want that responsibility. They don't. They don't see it as, I think they take it on more like, well, that's just way too much. That would stress me out. <laughs> Why would I go there? <laughs> so, I mean, hey, to each their own, I guess we can't really convince them that, you know, however, I always try to say, but you have to live somewhere. Yeah, no, I, no, and I, I totally, I totally get that, but... It's this moment in time that's put us in this place, right? We're in Canada. Uh, we're hap we happen to be in Alberta. We happen to be in a place where uh, we've been affected in an adverse way with regards to jobs and the future of our uh, the future of our uh, provincial ec uh, economy. Um, but we're not always going to be here. That's just right now. Um, yeah. Do you think that? Do you think that these these uh, these ideals were were just created now, or do you think they're long term, or does it really matter what's going on with the economy, or is it about what people want? Oh wow! Um, <laughs> like I'm kind of just thinking about you know my nieces and nephews who are all in this. And they definitely have a different approach to the way they want to live their life. But economically, I mean, that's always going to dictate the way we all think. True. Yeah, true. I mean... But it, does, it hasn't seemed to affect the, the people who say, I'm not going to take on a mortgage that I'm going to pay off in 30 years. I'm just, I'm going to take it on, but I'm not going to pay it off. What for? Yeah. Because when you think about it, let's just, let's just do the math. Cause I know, cause me, I love math. Math tells all the truths. So, so, okay. So you're 25 years old, you're 25 years old mm -hmm. and you take on a mortgage for 25 years. Okay. So when you're done, you'll be 50, you'll be 50. Yeah. It's easy math. So, Okay, so, and there's no chance of paying it off early unless you get into a windfall. I mean, when the houses were like 80000 is a different story. But, okay, so you're into that payment for 50 years. So now, or sorry, for 25 years. So now you're 50 years old, and your payments finally stop on that day. So, wait a minute. Do you want a better house? The payments start again? You know, who knows? But the point is, you're paying for 25 years to get to the finish line. And how is your quality of life affected during that 25 years because you're making that payment? Well, listen, I hear that. But at the same time, whether they're paying 
a monthly payment to a mortgage that essentially is like a savings account. And I think we need to encourage kids to save. Because yes, agreed. Yeah, yeah. Saving doesn't hurt anybody, but you need saving. Sure hurts when you do it. Yes. So I do think that we need to teach our kids and and you know young generation that whether you're paying a mortgage for twenty five years or you're paying rent for twenty five years, that money's gone. Okay. So at okay. the end of twenty five years, and this is what I say because I I deal a lot with first time home buyers. Hopefully, I mean, right now we can all sit there and say most of our houses have gone down in value, but hopefully in the span of 25 years, this is a savings account that you still have. You can sell it. You can refinance it. I mean, it's money in the account for you. This is why I say it's your best investment. And that is, um, that is definitely uh, long-term thinking. Um, the question is, does anybody really think that long term in terms of debt anymore? And it sounds like they're not thinking that. No. And, uh, that a house today, uh, let me ask you this. When, 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 you, when first time buyers are looking for a house today, are they looking for what they can most afford? Um, or are they looking for a house that's going to give them the best lifestyle or the, the lifestyle that they're looking for? Yeah, I've seen that a lot too. I'm really impressed with the first-time home buyers. A lot of them can go for a lot higher than what, what they do. Okay. And I, I've heard more than any other years before it was like, can't you just get me 10000 more? And yeah, now yeah. I find that. You know, I say your max purchase power is 500, but they only want to go to 350. Oh, okay. So okay. I've really, yeah, that's been a really great thing. Well, lately. that's encouraging. So in yes. other words, you know, there is some movement towards minimizing debt. And yes. maybe maybe that's a good thing because maybe on the other hand, it allows them to to uh, to buy that boat or go yes. on that uh, go on that yeah, uh, exactly. holiday. Yeah, exactly. And or, I think you know, that's how they look at it yeah, now. It's it, like, sure, we can qualify yeah. for this, but then that's all we're doing is yeah. paying off a house. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's uh, that sounds encouraging. So let's get back to uh, the question that I asked a few minutes ago with regards to how, how do how do I, how do you fix it? So let's say you get the magic wand, right? And you want to fix um, you want to fix the whole mortgage scenario with this uh, stress test. And what and who thought of that name, stress test? That oh my God! Be, yeah, I, don't know. I mean, you could have you could have named it something worse, but I don't know what you would have picked. It's horrifying. Yes, <laughs> no doubt. It is. Anyway, um, anyway, so you have the magic wand. You want to fix the whole mortgage scenario and qualifying and and and, and allowing young people to to um, to if their dream is to, to to own a house to be able to do it. Go, you fix it. What would you do? Well, I think <clears throat> for me it would be. Great. You have the stress test with mortgages. I think that's amazing. Great. Now let's do it for everything. Let's do it for cars. A, you know, a stress test that works for cars. Yeah. A stress test that works for credit cards. A yep. stress test that works for... My first thing would be to put some kind of course, and I don't know if they have it, but that would be in school. Oh, so what do you mean? Like educating... Educating young the young generation of... of and okay. we didn't have it either, but 
what what you need to do to be able to have purchasing power. So in like about that, about that, anything. Yes. So what I look at, what we look at, what the lenders look at is basically credit capacity, uh, character. Okay. So, so character, wait a minute. Like, so nice people get better mortgages or what? No, but you know, I often hear, well, you know, I have this collection on my credit because, you know, I went to Europe for two months. Okay. Okay, so so making the making decisions that affect your credit in a negative way is uh, you know goes to your, your character. I get it. I get it. So, okay, so uh, you believe that more controlled debt or more controlled lending um, is better for uh, for the economy overall. Is that that's your definitely, belief? and that's where the issues have been for the longest time. It's yeah. that you know how often do we hear there's too much debt, consumer debt, consumer mm-hmm. debt. So who gets to determine what those numbers are? Because right now we're like um, qualifying for two times the mortgage amount. You know, um, who's to say that three times isn't the number or 1.5 isn't the number? Because those numbers really were created for some really big markets, right? Yeah. So how do you do that fairly? Is it the same right across Canada or do you, what do you do? Well, I think, you know, Toronto and Vancouver, they're always going to be an anomaly. What am I like? Yeah, it's, yeah, it should yeah. always be different for them. That's always been the test of time. Like right. that, that, that's not going to change. I mean, they're the bigger cities. Prices in Toronto and Vancouver, nowhere near. Okay. And we're lucky because I don't think the income varies as much. Right. Even though house prices Right. No, no, that's a good point. So I think we live in a great province. I think that we make good money. I think we've been hurt in the last couple of years. However, having said that, we make really good money. And I think that our lifestyle is still very much more affordable. Yeah, I would would agree with that. I would agree with that. So do I think it's different? I think Toronto and Vancouver, yes. I think that there should be different. I think for Alberta, I mean, whatever that number is, however they calculate that, I, I think that they really, really, really need to start with consumer debt. Okay. So it's very interesting to speak to a mortgage and lending professional who is advocating for um, controlled, um, for some controls in terms of, 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 of consumer debt and how consumers... Um, qualify that's very very interesting um and it's obviously honest because you don't make any money when they don't qualify so well, when my 19 year old daughter stepdaughter can go into the bank yeah. and she works literally part part time okay well okay she's gonna be listening and to get this. a five thousand dollar credit card yeah okay there's you think that's an issue that's okay a problem. and you know that's uh and that's fair that's a fair statement so it's uh, it's very uh, very interesting. Would you? So Alberta has this really bad bad um, sort of um, of uh, history of comparing everything to the past. You know, we boom here and we bust there. We boom here. So, from a lending perspective, is this the new norm? Like, is this? Yes. Yeah. So, like, so in other words, expect this and. We're never going to I personally, okay, no way. Oh, I, like, I, like, never I like that, say that word. I like that word, never, because we can prove you wrong. 
if we live long enough. Listen, do I think we're gonna see two thousand and seven? No, I do not. Yeah, no, no. Those and are really, us. that was crazy. Like that was. Yep. That was absurd. Yeah. So, I think this is more sustainable. Yeah. I think once this becomes our new norm, everyone yeah. will feel comfortable and confident again. Yeah. You know, for the longest time, people were scared. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think really people are getting used to this new norm. And okay. I think it's a great thing. I think it'll be good. So in other words, their expectation, they come to you already knowing for, yes. uh, for uh, what they can qualify for. And yes. they're not disappointed like they may have been at the beginning of this whole stress oh. test thing. Listen, I, it was, well, what do you mean I can only get this much? Like it's, <laughs> it's actually, but now it's, it's, it's good. It's okay. really good. And I see this, um, there's almost a respect to it. Like it is what it is. A respect. Yeah. Like it's, it's almost like this is what we qualify for the young generation. Like it's a really, so they're accepting it is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. All right. That's and, good. I guess. And it's just, this is what you can go up to. Well, doesn't it, doesn't it increase their confidence uh, when they know that, uh, they've qualified for way more than they're going to pay over the next five years in terms of mortgaging so that even if they're earning half as much money, they can still make the payment. I mean, there's yeah. a certain amount of satisfaction and, a great amount and of confidence satisfaction. in that, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. So, the, so, that's, so there are some benefits to it. Um, and definitely, um, you know, taking a look at it on a regional basis, you know, um, is something that might in my opinion, you know, make it even more effective. But, you know, overall, it's very, very interesting uh, to hear your comments about it. Um, just one last thing I, I wanted to go uh, to go into. Um, what, in your opinion, would be the um, sort of the biggest change for young people, other than the stress test, in terms of what to expect when they're uh, when they're trying to qualify for a mortgage other than the stress test of course um i always try to you know if if what to expect what to expect would be to make sure they are aware of what the lenders and what anybody's looking for when they're giving you money which again is you know number 1 probably the biggest thing that us as mortgage lenders can't even change it is your credit. Okay. It credit. is what it is and it is what it is. Like, okay. So I always try to tell clients, look, if I can tell you anything, the bank looks at it like this. If you can't take care of a $500 credit card. <laughs> well, <laughs> I get it. In yeah. a nice way, but yeah, like, no, of course. Of course. it doesn't mean they have bad credit. It's just like, that's how they see it. Right. So, we need to teach kids that you have to respect the credit you're given yeah. and make your payments on time. And there is no excuses. It doesn't matter what excuse you give me. Yeah. No, no, no. There's a collection on your credit. It's going to affect you. And right. it affects you for a long time. Yeah. So credit, credit. So this goes back to the po a point you made, which I thought was really, really well made. And that is education about um, borrowing and credit and you know, what uh, What your buying power is, all those things. Nothing, nothing that I know of at the high school level. I mean, certainly once you get into secondary education, there's all kinds of business uh, type courses that uh, that teach that, but nothing that I know of even touches that. So how do young, who prepares young people? Their parents? Who prepares them? How do they Their get parents, prepared? But 
again, like, do kids really listen to us? No, but and it's 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 just I think education really needs to change that because I think it would make a profound like profound impact on everybody of 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 what it means to save money, of what compound interest means. Everything. It just yeah, it yeah. would have and not everybody continues on to college. True. So and again, I can't control if I've taught my daughter to go to the bank and put money away or my son and they're being offered credit. It's really hard for me as a parent, you know, and that could happen without me even knowing that she's got a credit card now. Yeah, that's true. And when she's taking out the credit card, do they teach her about, listen, no, no. this is no, $2,000 limit. No. You're going to have a due date. No. You need to pay it. They so will, I just They will call her and let her know that they'll bump that it to 4000 Yes, yeah, or, or that yeah. she's in collection. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's, so that's true. <laughs> I just think, you know, education, education, education would be everything. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. And, uh, you know, maybe it's something that um, the industry needs to look at. Uh, if education won't look at it. And who knows? But uh, very, very well said, very well spoken. Thank you Thank so you. much, Carmela, for uh, having a chat with us. Thanks for I, having me. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, our message gets out there and we get people's opinions. So uh, great. Thanks again. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye.